Welcome to the Evening Booze Hour. Episode, I don't give a fuck. Okay, listen, this is our blowout last episode. We are... Nothing matters anymore. (laughs) This is the end of the year. I honestly couldn't feel any better right now. I I feel like on cloud nine. Is this weird? I feel very freed. (laughs) Yes. Yes. That's horrible that we both feel like this. (laughs) I was like having a real busy week and I was like, why did I even want to record this final episode? We should have ended last week. (laughs) I know, but it was like so just like such a random kind of, it was like kismet as you, they would say, Um, (laughs) you know, we both just were like, yeah, this is like done. We need to move on evolve because mm-hmm. we you know our minds are open okay <laughs> growing yeah we're learning um you know it's been so fun I'm so proud of us we never missed one week in almost three years of doing this and I, technically episode 148 this so, yes exactly yes, yes. 148 weeks did not care to make it to 150 no <laughs> didn't care we're just, um, this is like yeah. this is like a, a great moment in our lives. We are I ending like, the era and we're moving I, on, right? Yeah, like I think like we just both were like, okay, we're just doing this and going through the motions. Like we're not like putting much passion and thought into it anymore and we don't want to be like that. So we want to like make something really great, you know, and take like, Everything yeah. we learned from this podcast and do something even better next, you know, and bring you all along with us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and I know like Nikki's really upset because we're her only source of pop culture news, which is like fucking hilarious to me. <laughs> and I, I love know Nikki, very devastating correspondent. Um, <laughs> as you probably remember, we had so many awesome guests on our show and I think there might be room for guests on our new show I don't know if you have any ideas you know how to get a hold of us um yeah but we're open to suggestions but I think we know kind of the direction we want to go in but it's really hard to do current up-to-date type current event stuff nowadays with it's just like you can get a news notification in a second and then you're like oh you hear it 30 minutes from now and it's old news you know so like recording Sundays putting out episodes on Wednesdays you know famously three-day-old breaking news um yep it's just like it's hard we're like well everybody knows about this and da, 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 da. so there are real professionals out there who are delivering the news let's not forget about the real journalists. Like we just love journalism, but we are really not journalists. So go to those trusted news sources. Don't listen to what people tell you that it's fake news anymore. Like they really do need your support. So we don't need to do it. (laughs) We're just reading other people's stuff anyways. Oh my God. I love, I love that. Yes. Because as you know, (laughs) we are journalism majors from UMass Amherst. As our journalism career got, we got degrees in it, and that was it. <laughs> and I'm a stay-at-home mom, so cool, 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 cool. <laughs> oh but your kids have a great vocabulary, so you're doing something they right. They do. They really do, and it's all thanks to you because you were my human thesaurus in college. <laughs> we shared oh a God. room. We shared a room. Our yeah. chairs, our desk chairs, were like back to back, kind of. You know, if you love you and Maggie Meggs, our other animal correspondent being like, um, how do you spell or what's the word for? It? And I'm like, you guys are literally sitting in front of your computer. Like, there is a thing called. Yes. But because we share a brain, because we share a brain, I'd be like, you know, it's like that word that you want to think of when you think um, of like, blah, blah, blah. And you'd be like, whatever word you say, I'm like, yes. That is the fucking word I was thinking in my head. And well, you probably got like B's on all your papers because 
halfway through, I'm like, okay, wait, what's that thing when like it's green, but it's like purple? And you're like, maroon. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> it doesn't even make sense. It doesn't even fucking make sense. No, except it's so you. True. And it's true to this very day because like when I reached out to you about ending the podcast, I was so scared because I was like, oh my God, I don't know like how Kate would feel about this. Maybe she really wants to continue doing it. And you were like, oh, I've been want- feeling that way for like weeks. You know, I'm like, oh my God, of course. Years. Years. <laughs> yeah. No, and you guys, this is, this goes further and deeper because our periods are synced. Okay. Our periods I, are now synced. It's official. I'm sorry. <laughs> our periods are synced. So it's meant to be, um, we will continue with bigger and better things. Um you know? Yeah. And now I, I can ask you all my questions about womanhood. <laughs> oh my God. Yes, that's right. Do you want to share what you're drinking? I mean, this is the yes. evening booth hour. I feel like we have to on our last episode. We do. I almost didn't have a drink. And <laughs> Coach Kate was like, get your fucking ass up, get to your kitchen and get a drink right now. What is wrong with you? It's our last episode. <laughs> I was like, you're a fucking fraud. You're a fraud yep. right now. Like, no drink on her last episode? I'm sorry. No, not allowed. So what what kind of little, like, leftover wine did you find? That's exactly what I have. Some leftover wine. Um, it's called, I think it's, the brand is, like, Yosemite something. Not sure. Um, it's a Cabernet Sauvignon. It's very good uh, for very your cheap nice. wine varietal. I believe it was in the $7.99 price range. <laughs> Ooh, right on brand for us. Love mm-hmm. that for you. Love that for you. What um, are you drinking? I had to go with like an old school. Well, actually not old school. It's more new school, but it's like classic me. But how can it be classic if it's new school? I don't know. Take this journey with me. <laughs> um, I'm having my white wine, Sauvignon Blanc. Yum. So please, the my Sauvignon we're right on, right on track with each other, um, with a little spindrift raspberry lime. It's I knew you were gonna do the spritzer. Yeah, mm. it's the drink of the era, I think. <laughs> I mean, we love our red wine, whatever. Red wine, it's like, ugh, so boring. Well, spritzer. Whew. I feel like spritzers are very '80s, but they're making a comeback. But I love the '80s. <laughs> My daughter got like tons of Barbie clothes for her birthday, and um, because my daughter's six now, yeah, that's right. Six. Did she love her birthday? She had a parade, uh, right? She had a little car parade. It was so <laughs> sweet. Her teacher came, and she was like tearing up, and I was like, "Bitch, do not even make me start crying." She was like, "The second car." I was like, "I'm gonna start weeping." It was. <laughs> So sweet. I was like, oh my I want my daughter to be oh. in kindergarten again. Oh, that's so <laughs> um, awesome. Yeah, like, but it was yeah, so cute. It's a special time for kids. Like, who gets a freaking parade, like, ever? And now you get one. Like, it's, a. I think adults see it as, like, an alternative. But for kids, it's really freaking awesome. So I'm glad yeah. you guys did that. And we've never done anything, like, big for her anyways, which, like, now thank god because imagine if we were doing all her birthdays like one after the next like bigger and better she'd be like a fucking parade like I can't even interact with people this is stupid you know but no we've never done anything like big for her so a fucking parade she was like she couldn't even like handle it she was freaking out so cute so cute um but anyway so yeah, she was probably like what three when we started this podcast. Oh yeah, damn. Well, when you I put know. it in penny perspective, <laughs> when you put it in penny years, it's, it's like, like a lifetime, an eternity. <laughs> oh my god, we're like oh ten god. years of marriage in Hollywood, in eternity. <laughs> um. Okay, so yeah, so I was just like wine spritzer, we're good to go. Um, I just feel like so good about this, right? I do too. I do too. Um, I'm happy we are doing this final episode because we have some special messages 
from very special people that you'll hear throughout the episode. And we're going to look back on some of our favorite stories, maybe some updates. Um, And then just kind of say goodbye, but stay tuned, not goodbye, stay tuned, because we'll be doing something else for sure, and we want you all to be there when we launch it. Um, But yeah, I think because we were talking about drinks, it might be good to start with by revisiting a old favorite of ours that involves a cocktail. What do you think? Yes, I think this is perfect. So I know particularly Amber V was like, this was one of her top stories. So um, she suggested an update on the Sour Toe cocktail. We can all remember we reported on it as the craziest cocktail. Like you have to drink a cocktail with the Sour Toad of like a frostbitten man. <laughs> um, and you it's have like to a mummified. Yes. Yeah. It's so gross. So you have to let it like touch your lips or something in order Uh for it to count um yeah so and it's of course in canada because where the fuck you have an abundance of frostbitten toes canada yeah no so they do have like it's at the downtown hotel um in dawson city canada in the yukon um in the sourdough saloon but i did read this article i was looking for updates not too much of an update but they do have like nine or 10 toes in rotation that people like donate. And I like forgot about that. Um, So yeah, they get rid of them after like a while or like people steal them or like, there's just like a need for toes. So they're always taking your dough donation, um, donation, they call it uh, by mail or in person. So if you are interested all these all these adventures and bike rides that amber v's going on she might like lose a toe she better be careful <laughs> in winter time but then well, one, it's like the one of the guys dream. that donated it was like an ultra marathon or yes, who yeah, got yes, yeah exactly she'll be like bike riding in the middle of the freaking atlantic ocean <laughs> this winter and her freaking big toe will be frostbitten and her like life goal to be have one of the toes in the sour toe cocktail will be fulfilled. And yeah. that is your full circle moment. <laughs> and she okay. would, she would drink it. I think, I think she's brave enough to actually she, drink it. Are you kidding me? She, she would, would like it. suck on it. She would yeah, suck she would on it. her toe. <laughs> oh Amber God. V is a toe sucker. <laughs> we love you. Oh my God. I'm like going to cry. Amber I'm going to cry too. She was one of our journalism women warriors. Our modern day love correspondent who updates us every Valentine's Day. I look forward to an update on you her love life. Um, oh my God. I knew even back then. I was like, Amber V is the shit. Oh, hell yeah. And here she is. She How was the cool girl in journalism classes. Like she was funny. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. You were like, what the fuck's Amber V going to say? I'm only going to class to see <laughs> what Amber V is going to say. <laughs> it's the only reason I'm going to class right now. So thank you. You helped me achieve <laughs> my degree. So thank you. <laughs> oh my God. We love you, Amber V. But yeah, so we love the Sour Toe Cocktail. <laughs> I haven't had any Saratoga cocktails yet. Um, so much, too. Like, it's definitely one of my favorite stories. So we yeah. found a list of other disgusting cocktails that we thought you should know about. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to hear these. Okay. So I'm just going to read off a few of the most disgusting ones. Um, okay. This one is called the Deep Sea. And it looks like a sea orchid. Orchid? I just watched Little Mermaid. So yeah, all I can think is Ursula's little like tentacles. Yeah. (sighs) Yeah, it looks like that. It's a rather fishy idea and it's a drink with squid ink and seaweed. And like the outside totally looks like a squid. You can get it at the night jar in London. Um, Yeah, it also has absinthe in it too. So get ready. Oh my God. That is such a hipster thing. Just put a little. A little drop of absinthe in it. I'm telling you, it's at all the hipster places. I'm sorry if you're into absinthe, but 
It needs to be grown. It's like, so that's like, you need to have like a handlebar mustache. That's so. Exactly. Hipster. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're only doing it, but like it's already been done. You know, they think they're so original sometimes, but they're not. I know. That's the thing with hipsters that I don't like, whatever. I don't care if you're a hipster, like cool. But it's like you're the ones that try too hard. Like, I feel like you can totally tell an original hipster versus like an actual like poser hipster. Yeah. If you will. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Go on. Any more? <laughs> yes. There's more. So, okay. This one, some people might not find that disgusting, but it has, um, okay. It's called the Mohawk. Um, hmm, some people might find that offensive too. Not sure. Um, and, um, it contains syrup from tobacco leaves and that gives it like a smoky undertone. Um, mm-hmm. It's a whiskey drink, so like actual tobacco leaves flavor it. And um, you can get it at Lafitte in San Francisco. Okay. I wish they would tell you how much these cost. Uh, yeah, there is one on here. It's not disgusting, um, but I'll read it it's anyway. Outrageously expensive. <laughs> yes, it's an outrageously expensive. What is it called, though? It doesn't have the name of it. It's 8,888 pounds. Okay. And it the- has... Stupid. Yeah, it has gold leaf, vintage champagne, um, ultra ultra rare liqueur that date backs before the Boer War. Okay, okay, no, no, no. Have yeah. you ever heard of Goldschlager? <laughs> right, <laughs> does uh, the trick. <laughs> okay, so then this one is called Le Wait, the Le Galvad Caesar. I'm gonna say. Oh, okay. And the description is, there's something wrong with this cocktail cum broth, which contains chicken stock and chickpeas. <laughs> um, it also looks like it has tomato juice and poutine sauce, because you can find it at Far Vintage in Montreal. <laughs> oh, I just, like, threw up. Because all I could think of was, like, poutine looks like puke in liquid. Like, I was just picturing, like, a toilet bowl with poutine being puked into it. Okay. <laughs> and we're back. I love poutine, oh. though. It's so fucking oh, good. Poutine is great, but yeah. in a drink? Oh, no. Yeah. No, no. Thing. Water. And chickpeas already look like vomity, too, you know? It's I like know. every vomity. Yes. But, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's, like, a mucusy. Yeah, okay. Um, okay. <laughs> and then the last one I have on here is the Doug Lamons Margarita. And basically, it's a caviar margarita. So definitely for a acquired rich taste. Um, I don't know how much it is. It doesn't say. But it's it looks like lime or avocado slices with caviar piled on top. Interesting. Uh, and you can get it at the Rabbit Hotel Bar in Sydney, Australia. And it is a tequila-based drink. So, interesting. <laughs> hmm. I don't know. Have you ever had caviar? I have never had caviar. And I'm not that fancy of a bitch, no. <laughs> Me either. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like, would, you know the little, like, um, what do they call it on sushi? Tobiko? The yes. little uh, yes, like or I've eggs had or that, but like as a bite of something else, you know, with something else. Usually, right. I don't even know. Right. It's like oh. yeah, like I would if that's considered like a because that must be similar to caviar, right? Yeah, I think in in like consistency and like texture and stuff, probably too. Yeah, like pops in your mouth or whatever. I don't know. Ugh. I think caviar is overrated. Um. You know, I think it's for, like, the nouveau riche. Totally. If you're not already eating caviar, you don't need to be drinking caviar. Um, so. Good tip. I'm so glad we got that in there before our, you know, before we go off the air forever. Or life advice for the rich and famous. <laughs> oh, my God. Who was that guy? Robin Leach. Robin Leach. Oh. Is oh he dead? God. He's got to be, right? I don't Probably. Let's <laughs> say RIP, and then we cover all the bases. <laughs> and then we won't tell you because this is our last episode, so look it up. Um, <laughs> look, 
stuff. <laughs> yeah, so I think, you know, we love sour to- um, toe cocktails. We love trying new cocktails. Uh, this, you know, has been a fun podcast to explore that on. And um, I know a lot of people love that story. So it's yeah. a good one. Um, I think, do we have another message from listeners right now that we should listen to? We do have a message from listeners, a voice message. So get ready. We'll be right back. Hey, hi Liz. This is Julie, your executive producer, here to say thank you for almost three solid and entertaining years of Evening Booze Hour. So sad to see this chapter in, but so excited for what is yet to come. And for all our fans, don't cry because it's over. Smile because it happened. I just need to say that I'm going to miss you guys and that I love you guys. And I wanted to thank you for making this world that is on fire at the moment a little more livable and a little more laughable. Live, laugh, love, bitches. Live, laugh, love. I can't wait to see what your next project will be. I'm sure it'll be fucking amazing. Okay, bye. And we're back with more looking back on the weird news you love. Can't get enough. Gonna You're going to miss. I know you are. <laughs> oh, my God. I love these messages, though. So thank I you know. so much. Thank you. Them. Everyone who took the time to send in their suggestions on what you want to hear about and what you want more of. We still want your suggestions for our new podcast and ideas. So tell us what you love. Um, But one thing I love. Yeah, I was going to say, what was your, like, most memorable, lovable stories of all? I loved being the sports correspondent because I know nothing about sports. So (laughs) your husband must have hated that because I know he's, like, super into sports. He's like, you're a fucking sports correspondent on a podcast? What? Yeah. (laughs) He got his degree in sports management. So I think he just thinks it's cute, you know? That is amazing. I love that so much. (laughs) Yeah. So one of my favorite sports stories, and I think everybody loves this um, story as well, was about the Philadelphia Flyers mascot, Gritty, who just looks like a, I I know this is not the appropriate term, but like a hobo kind of? Like, (laughs) what do we call a hobo? Oh, no, I Um, have like the right word for the time he's got like a long beard and long flowing yeah. hair and is like this monster yeah. okay he looks like he's on meth yeah That's he looks crazy that. yeah but philadelphia loves gritty and i don't blame him i mean he's got like a belly too like he's not in shape yeah i don't know like frank gallagher any of my shameless yeah. fans out there you just can't you, you like Hate him, but love him. You love to hate him. He's gritty. <laughs> well, so I wanted to know, like, I think we report on gritty, like, at least twice, if not three times. Yeah. But I wanted to know what has been up with him lately. Um, and did you know that he had been accused of punching a child? <laughs> <laughs> did we report on that? We could have reported on that. Remember. I don't remember, but it's been resolved. So this was in February. Okay. Of this year, 2020. So I don't remember if we did report on this. Gritty, but come on. Well, Gritty has been vindicated, you guys. So oh God, the kid deserved it. Sometimes the kids <laughs> deserve it. I'll say it. I'll say it. No, the police looked into it and they said like the charges of because the father was trying to like sue Gritty for assault or the flyers or whoever. And um, the police actually did look into it and they said that, like, according to their investigation, whatever happened did not constitute as assault. Um, But the boy's father, Chris Greenwell, had said he was a season ticket holder and he was at a season ticket holder event where um, Gritty was. And he says that his son says that he, like, 
and he also says he saw this happen. That gritty guy got a running start and went and like punched his son like after his son took a picture with him, I think, and his son like patted gritty like saying goodbye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, so he says he punched my son as hard as he could. This was in November. Um, but yeah, he posted so the dad, Chris Greenwell, posted on Facebook in December that his son had been punched and injured by Gritty. And he said that the Flyers tried to bribe him not to speak about it. (laughs) Sorry. And yeah. And then in an interview with the Philadelphia Inquirer, Greenwell said that after his photo was taken, his son patted Gritty on the head, walked away. And then that's when this sensational attack happened. Um, He's now saying he respects the police's decision, but stands by what his son told him and what he saw. And he just wants to put this all behind him. He says any parent would have done the same um, if they were in the same situation. So I don't know, but um, (laughs) Gritty was off the hook on this one. However you feel, Philadelphia, I would love to know kind of how you feel, you know. So, um, yeah. Yeah, Maggie, tell us what the local gritty news is, please. I think people love um, love him there, you know? Listen, okay, my brothers would pull the tail off of um, Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. What's his name? And, you know, I'm sorry. If you're dressed as a fucking mascot, you are not, like okay with children fucking with you okay no as far as i'm concerned you are just like i fucking need 800 bucks to buy like a fucking (laughs) mattress for my new apartment like that's why i have this job like you are not like i'm sorry maybe when you're like two years old you're like i want to be a mascot when i grow up (laughs) like i want to be a princess okay but when you're actually an adult, do you want to be? Unless you're like one of the top teams. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm going off. No, I mean, I love this. Your hatred for adult mascots. <laughs> but I, I just feel, no, it's not like a hatred. It's just like, you know, if you're working at a fucking Chuck E. Cheese and kids are stealing your tail, mm-hmm. you're not where you want to be yet. Like, you are, like, a hardworking person trying to make that money to get to the next step. Right? Can we just agree on yes. that? Yes. I <laughs> agree on that. No, I was going to say, yeah. I mean, well, you also aren't in it because you're trying to, like, enrich children that much, you know? So, like, <laughs> yes. you know that they don't want to be fucked with. So, just leave them alone, kids. And, like, parents, like... Don't let your kids do that, you know? If they yes. are, I yes. kind of thought the same thing. I was like, maybe this kid was fucking with him because it did say that he was a, a teenager, but he was uh, absolutely pulling at his mustache or something, completely fucking with him. Kids are insane. Okay. I don't know. You know, I mean, I wasn't there, but the police have vindicated uh, him. And I just wanted to read these, like, Quickly, I just saw this at the end of the article. Um, this is the way that Gritty has been described by people before in articles. A nightmarish frat boy Stop. and a, a horrifying bearded man Muppet hybrid, which is very accurate. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how I would describe him. Uh, and so, yeah, he's just risen to pop culture fame. Love reporting on him. Um, I'm glad he, you know, is a free man again and can go about his life. You know, I hope, uh, you know, I don't know, season ticket holder, like for the flyers, whatever. I'm sure now you're not going to go to the game anymore either, you know? So if you weren't in the right and you're just trying to get something else out of it, like they don't want you back, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. We're team gritty here. I feel like. Mm-hmm. Let us know otherwise if we should really be otherwise, but <laughs> <laughs> we don't know. No. Yeah. Very interesting. Okay. And I'm sure on our new podcast, we will keep you updated on the gritty situation. At hand. <laughs> yes. We love him. 
But yeah, you know who else we love is our VIPs. So let's hear another listener message, right? Let's do it. Roll it. Hey, Liz and Kate, it's Shannon here. I had to record a voice memo for your last episode. I am so sad to see the evening booze hour ending, but I have so loved the past 147 episodes. You all have entertained me for almost three years, and I cannot wait to see what you come up with next. And I am so happy that you are following your hearts and doing what is best for you, because that is something we should all be doing all the time. Looking forward to your next chapter. You guys, thank you for sending in these messages. I think I speak for the both of so sweet love them um we just like basically do this for you guys well so just for us because we just assume nobody's listening but then like you guys are so it's amazing um and we really hope you guys continue following us we're gonna we have something cooking up way more better no that doesn't make sense um way more better it's gonna be way yeah. more better that's the name I, of our new podcast i was just gonna better. say that's the name of our new podcast we're, we're struggling with names so way more better is it. give us any suggestions like stuff you guys love to hear about um i think it's going to be a little more like deep diving into specific things so i think we're like topical than current but it can still be yeah. current you know depending on the topic if that makes sense <laughs> yeah I think so I think it's gonna be great um we're moving on to bigger and better um but the number one requested <laughs> stories that you fucking sick freaks want to hear you about such sickos <laughs> disgusting um poop scoops the yep. people have spoken and they love <laughs> the poop scoops. Um, they did. We've had some memorable poop scoops um, over the years, and they're one of my favorites, which is why I always <laughs> found them. And you know, well, I think I think you found the original poop scoop. I don't know. Yeah, I always remember you doing poop scoops for sure. Um, I think you and started you it. Also did the one about the peeing in the shower, which, um, and peeing in pools. I think you also did that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you did a, you yeah. did a lot of like, you know, I don't know. I'm really into <laughs> bodily functions. Yeah, bodily functions. Into bodily functions. Um, no, please. Once you've had two children, natural births. Yeah. Nothing is. Nothing's off the table. Um, so Liz found perfectly the 11 rogue poopers who were caught in the act. So this is an article from Ranker, of course, one of the best. Of course, they're going to be ranking this top public poopers. (laughs) Of course, of course. Um, but I think it started with us with the serial pooper who was the runner, um, like every morning she would stop in this specific yard. Yeah. Yep, that's the first one I remember. I remember being shocked yeah. that it was a woman too. Yeah. Well, and the best part was that they had camera footage, like Bigfoot, you know, like there was like, okay, here's our yeah. footage of the woman who's pooping in our yard. And everyone's like, oh my God, it's like Bigfoot. Who is she? Who is she? Who is she? And then of course the internets found <laughs> who she was. Um, but okay, so this article says, I think I'm just gonna pretty much read through this article. Um, So it says, while serial pooper crimes are not the most serious offenses that law enforcement investigate, they can be some of the most confounding. What would drive someone to maliciously defecate? Which, like, has always been our question, right? Yes. Um, So there have to be better ways to get even than making a pit stop in someone's yard when you have a perfectly good bathroom in your own home. Though it would take firsthand therapy to accurately diagnose a serial pooper's motivations, psychologists can still theorize on what drives the culprits. Dr. Thomas Hollenbach told NewJersey.com, very reputable 
resource. <laughs> yep. Um, that the person purposely find out about their public poopers. <laughs> yeah, I think Snooky has like an editorial on <laughs> NJ.com. Um, okay, so blah blah blah. Okay, he so this doctor told NJ.com that the person supposedly returning to a location to be foul it with their own waste is quote weaponizing the emotion of disgust and using it to upset people end quote others suggest that multiple episodes of serial pooping could be tied to a narcissistic personality obsessive compulsive disorder or other personality disorders the offender goes to such extreme measures because they believe there is no other way to be noticed the poops may be a cry for help so I mean, I was thinking, well, they said obsessed compulsive, like, that would make sense for the, you know, the guy, like, the um, superintendent that we reported on. Mm-hmm. Yes. He was, like, every morning. Same yes. place. Like, very consistent. So, I feel like that would align with the obsessive compulsive <laughs> disorder type person, you know? Um, yes, Kate, Dr. Kate, I love your analysis right now. <laughs> thank, you, thank you. I, as you know, I'm now an investigative reporter, so I've <laughs> done some pooping on my own. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I took it out to the field and just started pooping in somebody's yard every morning on my morning walk. <laughs> some undercover. Yeah. Yeah. Doing some undercover work. Okay. <laughs> Listen. Um. Quality, quality work. Um, Okay, so it says, whether due to anger or instability, many also return to the scenes of their crappy vandalism to drop off fresh loads. This list will include you to some of the most prolific rogue poopers the world has regretfully ever seen. So, of course, I can't believe there's like 11 anyways. That's like too many. (laughs) And there's way more. Like, there's more. So number one they actually have is this guy who was most memorable to me because I know for sure I reported on this. Um, And anything you say, I don't remember. So no, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I like, I remember this because I reported on it and that's all I remember. Um, So was this New Jersey high school football and track field pooper who was the superintendent. So it says in this little write-up, a New Jersey high school's football and track field was a scene for a daily deposit of human feces. After dealing with a routine cleanup, school staff started monitoring the area in hopes of catching the culprit. On April 30th, 2018, police arrested another school district superintendent, 42-year-old Thomas Tremaglini, after a morning run on the track. Police arrested and charged Tremaglini <laughs> with lewdness. Um, the discarding and dumping of litter and public urination defecation, which I think he should be charged as a sex offender because yeah. isn't if you pee in public, you're charged as a sex offender? I thought you could be, especially if it's on school property. Yeah. So it looks like they maybe took it like superintendent. Yeah. Like maybe he had some pull. But still, no, that makes you more of like a mm-hmm. fucking pervert. Is that politically correct? I don't know pervert whatever <laughs> yeah you're gross you're pooping on the track and field like if you're i don't need to be politically woods, about doing that yeah <laughs> no yeah if you're on a run in the woods and you have to like take a few steps up off, off trail and, like pop a squat whatever dig a hole but first. to actually yeah that is that <laughs> is the right way that is or, the like, right way cover it up. i don't know yeah yeah, but these people are just, like, doing it in people's front yards, on a track and field, and you're a superintendent? Like, that's a cry for help to me, I think. I don't know. Uh, yeah, this is definitely a cry for help. Um, okay, so this next one, I don't remember. So tell me if you remember this one. This is the New Orleans street pooper. In 2016, a woman in New Orleans 
told media outlets that a man dressed in women's clothing and wigs regularly defecated on the steps of her home. Oh, I do not remember this. Nope. The, um, a camera caught the disgusting incident on more than one occasion, showing the suspect in several different wigs and tight outfits. Oh, my. The homeowner was disgusted by the fact that she had to hose off her front steps multiple times a week. Of course, um, a nearby neighbor and bar owner added that the pooping occurred frequently in the area with deposits discovered in several different places. Ew. Gross. I, this is the, maybe I do remember this because I'm like kind of now remembering like, well, if they know who it is and they have video footage, like why aren't they doing anything about it? Yeah. Well, this is so I was listening to, I think it was Padma Lakshmi who, you know, is like famously one of the judges on Top Chef. Mm-hmm. Um, She has her new food show on Netflix or shit is it hulu i don't remember fuck um but that's pretty good i forget what it's called um but she did this interview i think it was on npr's wait wait don't tell me and she was like um oh yeah i met this great lady like in toronto or something it was like a downtown area and she had these beautiful flowers or whatever like window boxes on her little townhouse Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah, I have to hose them down, like, every day because people just puke in them. Like, Ew. drunk people just puke, like, in her flower beds. And she said yeah. she had to hose. And I, what is a fucking grosser than puke? Oh, no, that's the worst, I think. I'd rather deal with poop, right? Yeah. I feel like poop is maybe easier cleanup, hopefully. Um, yeah, I know you, people who like live near universities have to deal with that a lot, like, like pooping in their alleyways or up against their homes from drunk people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but could you imagine cleaning out puke from your flower beds? Oh, no, I just would not have flowers. <laughs> yeah, I know. Sorry. I'd yeah. have like a big, like, bungee cord, and so it would just smack <laughs> back into your face. If you... Yeah, I was gonna say, I'd have like. Spikes, you know what they have for pigeons? Like yeah. Spikes. <laughs> oh yeah. I yeah. wanted to install Just some spikes spike. around our storage area because it kept getting broken into. I'm like, reach <gasps> up there again. There'll be some spikes next time. <laughs> oh my god, I love that so much. Um. Okay. So then there's this uh, this other one. It's called the Bowel Movement Bandit of Akron, Ohio. And I oh. think this was before our time. So. Yeah. Over a three-year period, beginning in 2012, the serial pooper known as the Bowel Movement Bandit uh, relieved himself on or in 19 vehicles in Akron, Ohio. He also defecated on children's toys left in front yards. Beard feces on car door handles. (laughs) And plopped onto side mirrors. So you're touching 2012. And now there's COVID-19. Like, literally, this shit could have happened here in America. Anyways, I don't care where COVID-19 came from. Listen to how disgusting people are. I know. I know. So it says in March of 2015, a neighbor took a photograph of the bandit pooping on the hood of his car. The bandit seemed to have retired after police released his image to the community. So could you imagine if you go out to start your car in the morning? Well, you probably don't have to start your car, but, like, here in the northeast yeah. in the winter time you have to go out and start your car and there's like a fucking dump on your car like your the hood of your car and of and course like, they'll be there all day running late and there'll be a huge that's poop on that's what i was just gonna say <laughs> only on the mornings when you're fucking running late already yeah unbelievable <laughs> absolutely no, disgusting no, like we have we've been pretty lucky we have a alleyway that does have like a lot of transient like people in it that come to like get out of the sun and you know normally they're fine we haven't had any pooping i don't think but there have been some other nasty shit stuff Uh, (laughs) yeah well this one this one i think is the original um that we reported on the mad pooper that was her name. Okay. Yes. So, yes. Um, this was the woman from Colorado Springs, Colorado. 
And um, she spoke out in 2017 about a jogger who pulled down her pants and defecated in her front yard. So this is the woman who sent in her footage of, you know, who knows, like, anybody can tell me who this woman is. Please let me know because this keeps pooping in my yard. Um, (laughs) So making everything worse, the jogger was first caught in the act by her children, this woman's children, um, when confronted with her actions, the mystery mad pooper simply apologized and continued to leave feces at the home for two more months. She was so even after the kids, and, yeah, yeah. Even after she was caught from children, she was oh, like, God. "I'm gonna have to keep pooping here. It is my that, life mission." Same spot though, like that's the compulsion thing too yeah. again. Right, exactly. Like, she said, "I'm sorry," but like she still does it. Like what? I know. I know. Um, it says, after the family went public and toilet paper manufacturer Charmin offered a year of free toilet paper if the mad pooper gave herself up, which we didn't know about that. No. Nope. Um, the subject just stopped her stinky spree. So, and then the, no there's more. another runner, this Connecticut cul-de-sac pooper. I'm telling you, when you run, it does something to that part of your body where okay. it just like, loosens you up. Over a sidewalk and like yeah. In the wilderness, like well, I, I don't, don't know. I like unusual I, that it's people running, you know, that have to poop because <laughs> I know. Well, I don't. I'm usually like a walker because my boobs are yeah. too huge. It's like hurts me to run, so I don't really have this like runner's poop thing, which I know is real. But like, I feel like there are places where you can get away with it. But in, in a cul-de-sac, you think one of those houses in the cul-de-sac doesn't have fucking a ring camera? Please. I know. And I feel like with any crime, start with your inner circle. It's got to be someone who, like, lives there. You know, like, who's going to go out of their way? Like, the superintendent with the school. It's easy access. Like, you're not going to drive for miles, then get out and poop in, you know, a different neighborhood. I know. It, it is just, it's, like, weird. Why? Like, okay, if it's a one-time thing and you have to, like, poop in the woods, okay. Yeah, like literally, this dude was pooping like in the middle of the track. <laughs> That's the fucking crazy. Oh, yeah, they um, want they like want to be caught. Oh my god! So speaking about UMass and colleges, <gasps> so this has to do with a university washing machine pooper. Ew. So this no. is from Southern Illinois. You yeah, nasty. Yeah. You yeah. nasty. Public. Public. Yeah. Remember our huge dorm? Okay. So- we lived in not like a high rise, but our dorm had a lot of people in it. There was like two washing machines and two dryers. Like it was ridiculous. Imagine if you went down because you like have to time it perfectly because if you don't get there when the dryer's done, your shit's going to be all over the fucking place like people are gonna touch your shit it's so disgusting yeah Yeah. people will touch your shit the second your dryer goes off so this one just like oh made me real i just had some like flashbacks so this is a serial pooper who terrorized a dorm at southern illinois university with eight separate incidents over a two-year stretch Students in Abbott Hall put a load of laundry in the wash and come back to find someone had pooped on their clean clothes. Sometimes the culprit would put the clothes through another complete cycle with the poop. Since there were no cameras in the laundry room, the culprit went uncaught. Some suspected the crimes may have been punishment for not getting the laundry quick enough. And of the incidents, three targeted the same female student. Oh, see now, yeah, that's not. That's good. not coincidental. That is Ew. not coincidental. That is that's a serial killer. Assault. That is yes. a fucking assault. Then serial killer status. Yes, like you're putting your disgusting feces where she washes her clothing. Ugh. Yeah, no, that's a serial killer in training. Mhm. Yeah. Hasn't done it yet, but will. That's one of the new signs, one of the new boxes to check off. Like, I want to know also, like, do you, how do you do it? Like, do you do it and put it in a bag and then, like, go and put it in the 
you know, wash or whatever? Or do you like sit in it and put your butt over it? <laughs> I'm imagining you stick your butt in. And yeah. Business. That's what I'm th- and that's like hard to clean out too. I know. Sure. Yeah. And I think we did something about a, a parking lot pooper from Massachusetts. I don't know. Yeah. There was like a classroom pooper from Florida, of course. Um, just a lot of people pooping and we don't think it'll end. So I think, listen, this is my pledge to you that I will report on any more poop scoop updates. So don't you worry. You heard it was it our most, most requested thing to hear about. Um, <laughs> and we'll have it on the new pod because you guys asked for it and you are the wind Who doesn't her. Yeah, Who doesn't I know. Yeah. I know. Whew. All right. I think is that everything? Do we have did we do oh I did a BuzzFeed quiz and it was called Who is the most amazing human in the world? And the answer was Liz. <laughs> Well, then I got Kate because seriously, she's amazing. She always does all the cool illustrations because I mean, not illustrations, but like uh, Instagram posts, photoshopping because like some of these things you really need to see like the sour toe cocktail. And without that, like it just brings it all together so well. And it's just been so fun to, like, always, like, catch up with my bestie every week and, like, talk about random shit that we love. So I'm definitely going to miss that while we take a little break. But we text each other every day anyway. So don't worry, guys. We'll still be in constant contact. (laughs) I know. And we will be, I think, are we just going to have to start a new Instagram account? Probably, right? We Yeah, so everything Evening Booze Hour will go away, but we'll post on there to let you know what the new account information is um, and ask you to follow us over there. And then um, Patreons will be figuring out a way on how to end that as soon as possible. Um, And then we'll let you know what our new information is when we get that set up. But yeah, we're just going to take like a few weeks to like get inspired, try to like really think about a good idea, maybe like actually map out some episodes we want to do. So we like have a plan when we start. Yeah. Planning? Wait yeah. a minute. <laughs> What's that? Um, yeah. So thank you guys all just so very, very much from the bottom of our hearts. Um, we can't do it without you guys. And we look forward to seeing you wherever we're going to meet again to the yeah. future feeling good about oh my this God. i feel like we need to cheers. cheers cheers and special cheers to the patreon saints who have like given their ideas and their money and everything to support the show like really did help every time we had to pay for a subscription or buy something new to make it a little bit better you know obviously the quality is still not there completely but you know it really meant yeah. a lot that you guys liked it enough to do that. So yeah. thank and you. We're going to roll it. We're going to roll it over to next podcast or next adventure um, because we're evolving. This is an evolution and we love every single one of you guys. And we hope to see you on the flip side of things. We will catch you on the flip side. Bye. Love you.